Yeah! We're live, baby. And we are mocking. We've got an absolute powerhouse in the uh, in the sleeper draft right now. We've got literally everyone in the BDG office. And then we've got Noah Hills. We got Ray G. We got Josh Larkey. We got Brett Coleman. We got Cody Carp. Scott, I don't know how you got the link or how you got in here, but I might kick you the fuck out. It's great. The NFL draft is done. Rookie drafts are screaming. So we're going to run through a little mock for you. Super flex, 12-teamer. I put myself in the 101. I make it easy, make it light, make it crispy. Get in and get out. We're going to have some fun in this one. I'm going to make sure everybody's in. I want to make sure everyone's got a green dot next to their name. My whole office just heard you yell. My whole fucking office just heard me yell, too. That's how I wake people up. Warning, please, next time. How am I going to warn you before I yell? It's the dumbest shit I ever heard. My yelling comes from a place of passion. It comes from a place of what's happening in my heart, my brain, and my spirit at the time, you know? So I can't just be like, guys, I'm going to yell right now because then you don't get the same effect. I want everybody watching. Yeah, let me put the sleep board up on the screen. We got to tuck our shirts in first, obviously. Brett, I see you in here. Brett's going to be taking fucking seventh round route runners out here at the 107. I already know what's happening. Anyone got a TI-84 hookup, TI-83 hookup, by the way, too? Someone spilt syrup in between my buttons, and the uh, the 8, 9, 3, and 5, and 6 don't work anymore. So I'm going to need that. Are we ready? Wow, Brett, you have a fan, apparently. That's facts. No, it's not one quarterback. What is this? By the way, Cinco de Miles tomorrow. We're going to be doing a Marg mock draft. Dynasty startup within the office. So make sure you're subbed to the channel. All right. Who's ready for me to be quiet? I'm not, but we'll let it rip. All right. So uh, hopefully y'all can see the draft board. You know, I've been doing this content thing long enough to still not know how to do it correctly. Um, but I'm kicking things off at the 101. We've got Chris, our in-house dev, at the 102. He's in the next room over. Noah Hills at the 103. No green dot. Love to see the disrespect already. He's getting in my head and it's working. Ray G at the 104. Fake intern Tony at the 105. Josh Larkey, formerly a player profiler, now of Fade the Noise. Mr. Brett Coleman, 107. Cody Carp, player profile, 108. Sexy Pats, 109. Smuggled them in from Canada. He's working in the office too. Uh, Max the Animal, once and can't wait to see what his picks look like once we get to the 210, 310, 410. Scott already out of the uh already out of the green dot zone too. And then we've got Editor Ike, whose lunch is on the way. If anyone wants to take a uh if anyone wants to take a, a guess at Ike's lunch, they are open. It is open for guessing. Might fuck around and do a giveaway real quick. All right, who's ready to start this off? We're gonna start it. I'm at the 101. And I'd like to say, you know, I know we're like sponsored by prize picks, but them putting Brees Hall's over under for rushing yardage, a season long prop bet at 650, is borderline the most disrespectful thing I've seen this morning outside of uh, Scott entering the draft and then leaving immediately. 650 for Brees Hall at the 101. 
that's 38 rushing yards a game over a 17-game season. Michael Carter is not taking any rushing work from him, sir. It ain't happening. Brees Hall is going to get as much work as he can handle on first and second. Listen, if they had put it at like 1,100 total yards, I'd be more skeptical because I do think Michael Carter continues to play a role. But Brees Hall's upside. He's so young. Their offensive line is ascending. They've been putting pieces together year over year, and we've seen it. You know, you look at the PFF grades for the run blocking line. It's getting better. Zach Wilson, absolute shite. I don't know. Probably. Maybe not. Doesn't matter. Brees Hall is the opposite of that. He's my one-on-one undisputed. Chris goes with Drake London at the two, which is probably the direction I would go in as well. You know, depending on, wow, we're seeing a Garrett Wilson drop like we've never, like he's fucking got hands like Deontay Johnson. Brett Brett gets to not embarrass himself and take Kyle Phillips because Garrett uh, Garrett Wilson falls right into his hands. So we have Drake London at the 102, Traylon Burks via Noah Hills at the 103. Ray G goes with Kenneth Walker at the four. We've got Kenny Pickett at the five. Terrible pick, Tony. Sky Moore at six. Wow, Josh is very high on Sky Moore. You love to see that. Garrett Wilson at the seven. Alave at the eight. Christian Watson at the nine. Man, busts galore in the first round. <laughs> Fuck you, Animal. Fuck you, Animal. Animal goes with James Cook at the once end. The most uh, outrageous pick I've seen thus far. So a lot of people are gonna are really going to go in on James Cook. We've already heard them come out, Brandon Bean, say he's a sub back, right? He's a, he's a pass catching back. I don't know why that should be news or a surprise to um, to anybody, right? Like he is sub 200 pounds. Yes, he can eat a big lunch and be 201 pounds. Guess what? I don't care much for 201 pound running backs. I don't like 199 pound running backs. We don't like any running back that's within an arm's reach of 200 pounds. So you know why? They get a limited workload. Their coaches start to pigeonhole them into a spot. Can James Cook catch 50-60 passes this year? Sure. But can Damian Pierce score 50-60 touchdowns this year? That, my friends, is the real question. This is where things start to get ugly, okay? Because at the 101, the 2-1, Dotson's a guy that uh, I like Dotson. But is the upside there? Is the upside there? He has no chance of becoming the alpha in the passing game. He doesn't. Not with Terry McLaurin there. So it begs the question, Jahan Dotson, and then we have some of these second-round wide receivers like George Pickens, who I'd, I'd look at. I think Chase Claypool might low-key be the biggest loser of this draft with George Pickens going there. Nobody hits on second-round wide receivers quite like the Pittsburgh Steelers do. Chase Claypool could be out of Pittsburgh after next year, and that would open a lot of opportunity up for Pickens. So I'm making this case to say I might like Pickens over Dotson, but I'm I'm going to do the absolute coward moves of all coward moves, and I'm going to take Jahan Dotson and the safe first-round draft capital. I've comped him to T.Y. Hilton throughout my entire pre-draft process, and we're going to stick steady there, even though I really hate myself for doing this. I really do. I'm going to eat 42 cinnamon buns for lunch to make myself feel better. Jahan Dotson at the 2-1. Make the pick, sleeper. You don't fucking shit the bet on me when we're in the middle of this draft. Why are you not going? Did we time out already? Okay, we took Dotson. No, turn off auto pick. We'll we'll draft from the phone from now on because I don't know what's going on with the desktop action. Um. Oh, I see Josh in here. How we doing, buddy? Feed James Cook 100 nuggets. Tony, thoughts on that? Which running back do you think would perform better? Let me ask you guys this in the chat. Which running back in the NFL do you think would perform best after eating 100 nuggets? I don't think we'd see a drop-off in performance from Eddie Lacy if he ate 100 nuggets. 
I think he turns into the goat. I think he turn like he unlocks uh, the villain level of himself. I wouldn't want to have to tackle Eddie Lacy after hundred nugs. You just can't quit him. I need to quit him, right, Brett? I do. I need to get off Dotson. Prize picks line for him on the uh, for the year is is uh, six hundred fifty. I took the under on it. That was the one I was most hesitant about. All right, so we have James Cook at the one ten, Jameson Williams at the one eleven, which is fantastic. It actually seems like every single year, just scratch. It's just fucking clockwork. Whoever the Jam- uh, Jameson Williams is of that class just goes at the one eleven. And every single time we say the same thing, great value pick, can't pass him up. Guess what? Never turns out to be a value pick. That's wrong. Jalen Waddle was fucking awesome last year. I think Jameson Williams is going to be a game changer for the Lions as well. So I love him. All right, Josh. Josh, you did not just take Tyrion Davis Price. Josh. What about his analytics told you that you like Tyrion Davis Price? I need I need something there, man. Davis Price to me was just a guy who brings energy to the field. He'll hit you in the mouth. And we love that. But not for fantasy. Brett just sticking with his film. Don't even think he knows about draft capital. So Jameson Williams, Damian Pierce at the 112, absolutely fucking love that. Damian Pierce at the 112, lands in Houston, immediately becomes the best running back on that roster. I think he's he's the starter within a couple of weeks there. No doubt about it. 220 pounds. See, the thing with Damian Pierce is a lot of people, you know, he, he had the average combine, but Damian Pierce is a guy who doesn't win via athleticism anyways. Like, you watch a film, he just does everything correctly. He's very elusive. He's shifty. He can catch passes. Great pass blocker. Like, I wasn't expecting him to win via athleticism, so I don't care that he had a bad combine. Lands in a, in a spot that's just unbelievably juicy. Um, in Houston and under Davis Mills, you shitting me under Josh Larkey with a thick neck. You kidding me? John Dotson, two Oh one Georgie Pickens goes off at the two, two Rashad white at the two, three Isaiah Spiller, two, four David Bell, two, five Josh. I'm going to need like a fucking two hour long podcast. And why, why you picked Tyrion Davis price at the two, six Keontae Ingram, two, seven. And we're going to see these running, uh, these quarterbacks go off on a little bit of a tear rip here with Malik Willis, 2-8, Matt Corral, 2-9. Animal, I know, is about to make the most egregious. Okay. He took uh, he took the safe play. He knew I wouldn't yell at him for this. So we have Malik Willis, Matt Corral, Desmond Ritter. Those three quarterbacks. This is about where I have them in my rankings as well. I have Corral as the one of the three just because I'm, I think Matt Corral has the most likely scenario where he actually gets onto the field year one. I think the Falcons are ripping it all up. I think they know they're going for a quarterback next year. I think they'd just rather have Marcus Mariota run the uh, run the offense for this year and let us go fucking one and sixteen. Matt Corral, like again, dude, there's no way that Carolina is sitting there and are like, yes, you know what we need? We need fucking seventeen more games out of Sam Darnold to know what we got in this kid. There's no shot, you know. Matt Corral gets on the field there earlier, um, earlier than later, and once a, a super flex quarterback gets on the field, their value skyrockets. So I like Matt Corral as the one. Malik Willis I'll take as the two. He's obviously a project. Tannehill's going to be there for another year, if not two years. And then hopefully we get the chance to see him. But all these guys, third-round capital, you know, there's no guarantees there. McBride at the 211, top tight end in this class, goes to Arizona, first tight end drafted in the NFL draft as well. Uh, McBride's a guy that, like, you know, I'm not overly excited about, but it's a nice fit in the offense there. Uh, Zach Ertz re-signed this year with Arizona, so I don't really know what his year one opportunity is going to look like, but – 
they clearly like them. Maybe they'll go with a bunch of two tight end sets now that DeAndre Hopkins is, um, you know, out for the first six weeks. We are. Yeah, can you guys see the board? I'm sorry. I'll zoom in a little bit for you. Nope, that's what we did. Love that. Oh, I'm on the clock too. Sheesh. Okay, so we are at the 3-1, and we had Alec Pierce go off the board. I'm not picking John Matchy or Wondell Robinson. I like Jalen Tolbert a lot here. I don't really like much of the other running backs available. So for me, it's it's a toss-up between Algier and Jalen Tolbert here. I'm going to be a huge, a huge pussy and go with Jalen Tolbert here and just continue padding my safety valve team that will never win a championship. I love Jalen Tolbert. He's one of my favorite wide receivers in the draft. He goes to a landing spot where it's like, it's like too good. It's too good for his own good. You know, it's one of those like law of diminishing returns where – you know, wide receivers who are too fast, like they just get too fast and they're not good anymore. Jalen Tolbert, the landing spot's just too good that it's not good anymore. Dallas is such a pass-heavy team that already has too many weapons there. So Tolbert will slot in as the three behind, you know, CeeDee Lamb, behind Michael Gallup, who just resigned that five-year deal, behind uh, Dalton Schultz, who's going to be a big part of that offense. So it's like Tolbert, I love the talent, but his ceiling is – his ceiling is a, is a loft here in NYC. For those of you who know what I just said, you know. Yeah, you fucking told me you got halal guys already, you bitch. This fucking guy says he's going to get more intricate with his lunches. He gets halal guys. It's right fucking unreal, Ike. No one knows how to hurt me more than Ike with his dumb fucking lunch orders. Alec Pierce at the 212. Um... Pierce is a guy that I'm not overly high about. I thought it was a weird pick, dude. I I feel like Michael Pittman makes him redundant. I thought with Sky Moore on the board, it made no sense not to pair Matt Ryan's fucking spaghetti noodle-ass arm with a slot wide receiver who can get open very, very early. So, I don't know. The pick felt weird to me. Like, you know, Pierce is a guy who wins downfield. It's like a Chase Claypool or a Devontae Parker, like one of those molds where I don't think he's like a separator and a possession receiver necessarily. So for Matt Ryan, like he already had that. And I don't think you want to like revolve your offense around a bunch of downfield playmakers um, with what he doesn't have left in the tank. So I thought that was weird. Um, I'm a little bit skeptical on Pierce in the second, but I guess that's that's fine value there. Haskins, I just, I just can't get myself on board with Haskins. I thought he was like the m- most uninspiring runner of all time, but he lands in like low key and okay situation. Like I think Tennessee might be a year away from a full, um, a full rebuild here. And if that's the case, they try to move off of Henry's contract, Tannehill gone. Haskins could take over that backfield, 228 pounds. Um, he, he's a monster. I just, you know, I, I don't see it with him. Algiers, Amir white. Love that Zamir white pick. You know, LV is going to have some, openings in that backfield next year taekwon thornton man this is catch those springtime vibes all over arizona break out of the winter blues by hitting the water at one of our lake and river parks take a hike among the wildflowers just make sure to stay on the trails and leave the flowers for the bees discover arizona's best kept secret 
and visit azstateparks.com slash amazing to start your springtime adventure. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Uh, this is one of those that I feel like Taquan Thornton's probably going to hit at the next level, just because everyone thinks he's not going to hit. I was talking to Brett in the uh, in the DMs the other day, and uh, he thinks Taquan's a fucking player, man. And should be interesting to to pair Mac Jones up with someone who could actually make plays downfield. Taquan's a speedster. He actually had a pretty fucking productive college uh, career as well. And I think a lot of people are just going to pair in Taquan and, and Vilas Jones together. Just like, oh, these are second-round wide receivers that no one really knew anything about, early-round picks that everyone was surprised about. Vilas Jones is like 29 years old. Vilas Jones might retire. He was the first draft pick to get picked and also retire in the same day. He's too old. He broke out at age 24. He also is in Chicago, not New England. Um, so I kind of like Thornton, and I would be happy to have him at the 3-5, whereas Vilas Jones, he's a guy that I'm probably fading. Dolchich. It's cool. There's a couple tight ends I like at the end of the class. Yesterday, I did a video on uh, Taxi Squad ads, and I talked about Daniel Bellinger, and I talked about Jeremy Ruckert, the two New York tight ends. I am a, uh, I'm a fan of both of those guys. I think I'd probably rather have those guys at the end of the fourth Taxi Squad pickups after the draft than actually use draft capital on these mid-round tight ends. But teach their own. We'll let Brett keep doing whatever the fuck he's doing over there. Guy just wakes up. Oh, yeah, I guess he's on the West Coast. We had Mechie at the 3-8, Vilas Jones at the 3-9, Ryan Robinson at 3-10, Sam Howell 3-11. It's probably par for the course. B-Rob's uh, is a tough one, man. He, he's a really tough sell in, in fantasy. He goes to that Washington backfield where they obviously have Gibson. They have J.D. McKissick. Gibson's over-under for rushing yards on prize picks is 10-50. I thought that was way too high. This is going to be a committee to the highest committees. This is like white suburban PTA parents are jealous of the fucking committee that's about to happen in Washington. I get to 312 looking for the next. He's, he's scrolling down his list and he's like, Florida, where can I find a Florida? Why the fuck are you taking Bailey Zappi? You're really that again. This, this dude took Bailey Zappi strictly because he went to Florida and he's like, I don't like Mac Jones because Al Jones went to Alabama. That's an out of control pick when we got guys like Khalil Shakir, Shakir, whatever the fuck his name is. I'll never get that right. Um, Jerome Ford, Calvin Austin. Who else we got on here? That's kind of interesting. I think I'm taking Shakir here. I uh, I like Shakir. He, he's a guy who's like, he doesn't do anything unbelievably great. Um, but he goes to Buffalo where, you know, oh, they signed fucking Jameson Crowder. Damn, that was kind of a bad pick by me. I forgot they signed Crowder. I thought they were going to have him have him in there as a uh, as a slot wide receiver, but they brought in Crowder, so that makes me double take on that. Though I think he's probably the most talented wide receiver kind of left on the board here. A lot of people like Calvin Austin, but he goes to a situation that's kind of ugly too. I feel like he's just going to be like the next Ray-Ray McLeod. They always got some weird Ray-Ray McLeod type players out there in Pittsburgh that just like – Everyone gets excited about for about four seconds and then they do something cool on the on a practice squad field and then 
that gets him another year of hype. Calvin Austin's probably a better version of those guys, but I don't see his fantasy uh his fantasy stuff happening. Noah said Ray's team is a film grinder's wet dream. Kenneth Walker, Isaiah Spiller, Zamir White. Yo, the amount of contact balance, they could start a whole ass circus with the amount of contact balance they got going on there. Walking tight, tight ropes across the Empire State Building type shit. Isaiah Spiller never falling off. The vision, they could start their own eyeglass company right here with the amount of vision on this lineup. Tony taking Danny Gray. Absolute homer pick as a San Fran fan. Just Danny Gray, uh, so he goes third round. Danny Gray is an absolute nightmare on the track. Wish I could say it uh, the same on the football field. The guy runs like a 4-3-40. He feels like the next Marquise Goodwin slash Dante Pettis. Um, just picked specifically for a role. Really good downfield player. So, 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 so fucking fast. I just don't know if um, he's actually like a good wide receiver. Did go to Juco for two years. So his late breakout age can probably be, you know, he was in academically ineligible before transferring to, um, where the fuck did he go? SMU? I think he went to SMU. Pierre Strong at the 4-6. Man, New England really had to, like, fuck up a lot of drafts, man. Tyquan Thornton, Kevin Harris, and Pierre Strong. Like, didn't need to do that to us. Like, let us have fun one time in Dynasty Fantasy Football, man. Let us have one good thing in these rookie drafts. It's sad. Romeo Dubs. I don't know the first thing about Romeo Dubs, to be honest. Zappy went to Western Kentucky, you bitch. Yeah, I know. I'm saying you took Zappy as a result of Mac Jones going to Alabama, who is a Florida SEC opponent. Show some love to Brett. Ray. The one female in here does not like your team. It's not that's not good for your brand. Only four rounds. What do you want? What do you want me to do? A fucking twenty round, Cody? I know you know like three hundred ninety two rookies. I barely know thirty nine point two. Hey, all right. So this wrapped it up right here. We've got a. Uh, Romeo Dubs at the 4-7, Jerome Ford at the 4-8. So Jerome Ford's in Cleveland. I don't know if I can necessarily buy it. That's so hard to buy into. Maybe he becomes a Kareem Hunt. He's a pretty good pass catcher, actually. I, I could see him being like a replacement for Kareem Hunt. It's a good situation for running backs, obviously. Kyle Phillips, one of Brett's favorites, lands in Tennessee. Good, good, good separator. Not a very high fantasy ceiling. Bo Melton uh, lands in Seattle. Six-round guy out of Rutgers. You know, we got to support our fellow NJ, NJ homies, and that's why Max Allen will probably grab him. Scott goes with Justin Ross because that's probably like one of two players that Scott knows left in the queue at this point. He's he's too deep into the NFT game, and you hate to see it. You really hate to see a dynasty dynamo switch switch up to the PFPs. All he cares about is PNGs. No more PNGs. More 2022 rookies. Huh? 
Eh? What do we think about that rhyme right there? And then Ike, another homer pick with uh, Daniel Bellinger, although I've been hyping him up low-key. Every time Ike's editing something, I walk by and I whisper Bellinger in his ear. Get him uh, get him fucking rolling. Danny Bellinger, though, man, I like the kid. So my final draft was Brees Hall, Jahan Dotson, Jalen Tolbert, Cleo Shaker. Um, I, I, I like it. I don't love it. A lot of safety getting picked there. I don't like the 201, that area. Um. I would hope that Damian Pierce falls to me there in real draft. I would hope, I mean, Jameson Williams probably not ever going to fall there, but it'd be sexy if he did. George Pickens, I might split the difference there. If I have the 201 in, in multiple leagues, I might go Pickens with one of them, Dotson with the other one. But, you know, Pierce and Pierce, a law firm. Someone asked me the other day, like, would you take Damian Pierce or Alec Pierce at this spot? And I, I replied with Pierce. I'm not even trying to be funny. And uh, I think I fucked up his rookie draft by doing that. Let's see. Nick crushes draft like Spider-Man's crush. All right. Wasn't necessary. You guys know it's a joke. Really? It's a fake relationship for hype, right? It's how they sell tickets to their movies. Otherwise, no one, no one would have seen Spider-Man. Spider-Man sucks. No one would have gone to the movie theater to see a stupid-ass movie like Spider-Man if them two weren't fake dating. It's tomorrow tomorrow we're going to be doing a Cinco de Mayo dynasty mock draft so we're doing a full startup here from the office um margs in hand we thought of, we might we might low-key still order a margarita machine the frozen mar they, they deliver frozen marg machines out here but they're like 170 a pop and i'm like we could just get a lot of tequila mix um for that for that same price we could do a lot a lot of damage with that with that money um so make sure you join us subscribe to the channel easy money boys yes sir thoughts on john mechie being a sneaky value because of houston's lack of receiving options i personally don't like mechie whatsoever as a player i i just feel like his i don't i don't see any upside in mechie and when i'm picking in drafts i'd much rather go with guys with upside. However, his ADP per sleeper, the one I posted a couple days ago, had him at like the 204. There's like nine guys I'd rather have the 204. He drops to 308 where Cody got him here. I'm completely fine with that because like you're picking guys that you barely know the names of at this point for most people at the 38. Completely fine with that. Um, but early, early second round, any of those guys that went from 2 1 all the way, that entire second round right here. I, I think I'd rather have Mechie than Tyrion Davis Price, maybe, but I'd probably rather have that entire second round than Mechie. This is what this is what again the kids on uh on TikTok would would comment saying uh L take. L take, Cody. Really not good. Your brand just suffered because of this comment. Nick couldn't decide whether he wanted to dress for a job interview or a day on the couch. What do you mean? What do you fucking mean? I came prepared. You know what's the best part about any outfit? Is if you just go like this, you're fucking prepped for anything. I can go to sleep like this. I could have a job interview like this. I could fight someone like this. I can eat my lunch like this. I could film a video like this. This is the most versatile fucking thing of all time. Where do we value acres right now? 
Uh, I don't know. Where is he going in Dynasty startups right now? He's a scary pick to me. I'm not going to lie. He's he's a little bit scary to me. I probably don't want to pull trig until like third round of startup drafts. Jack a rip. That's the only that's the only thing about like about this pose. Need a lot of disposable money. You stay going through attire. I, I live in goodwill. Constantly have to replace your upper upper uh, apparel. Currently in a 14 team super flex startup, would you trade cup for the three seven pick, the four eight pick, and a 2023 first? Um that's interesting. My philosophy on trading when it comes to startup drafts, I don't trade for picks unless I am on the clock and I'm trying to get rid of my pick because I don't like any values on the clock. Or there comes a pick and there's players that are falling down the draft board that I really like and I want to target and get. I'm not a guy that would ever suggest just trading players for random picks because who knows? Like at the 3-7, you might have shit players left on the board or guys that you don't value. So if the three, seven comes and there's a fucking absolute steal at a player and the, and the offers on the table, I would do that. Um, though just looking at that off the top of my head, that seems like a pretty fucking good deal. I would, I would almost definitely like the pick side of that just in a raw vacuum. So just disregarding everything I said, which is usually a good strategy and plan for you guys. I like the pick side. I walked away from my rookie draft with Garrett Wilson, Damian Pierce, Matt Corral, Trey McBride, Pierre Strong. That is a, that is a strong that is a strong uh, group of rooks, man. Mostly probably going to sit on the taxi squad, but it's going to be a good taxi squad. It's going to be a fun taxi ride, man. That's like that 2 a.m. Uber home from the party right there. It's a fun group. How are you feeling about your go fade me squad? Um, I think I need a quarterback. Wait, who do I? I have Matt Ryan and Kirk. I could actually ride those. That's the thing about fucking dynasty quarterbacks, man. Like, I've been saying I need a third quarterback outside of Matt Ryan and Kirk Cousins for three years. I'm like, those guys are dropping off soon. They just continue to fucking give me 18 points a game. So I think I have what? C Mac, Eckler, Akers. Deontay, I, I have a pretty fucking good team. And now with Russell Wilson going to Denver, I have Judy and I traded for Albert O and I got Michael Pittman. Yeah, I, I like my team. I think we're a contender again. Let's fucking go. Olave versus Watson. In my humble ass opinion, it's Olave and it's not close. I think Olave is a much better player, much more well-rounded player. Um, Watson, I think, has like some of the highest bust potential in this class, man. I really, really do. I'm nervous about Watson. Can't ask for a better landing spot, of course, but I would take Olave over Watson for sure. My wife's boyfriend loves James Cook. That's honestly like most of the analysis you'll get on like from Dynasty Twitter. Like that's almost better analysis than you'll find on James Cook on most people's podcasts. Thoughts on trying to get as many second round picks as I can. I have 201, 210. I want Pierce and Spiller trying to get the 204. Uh, I mean, this is not a great class to have a lot of second round picks. So I'm not sure I would. I'm not sure I'm really like opening up the bank to to make that happen. All right, y'all. Uh, I'm going to dip out. 
but thank you for uh, hanging around. Thank you for joining us. Thank you for watching. Thank you for sitting through the shit show. As always, uh, I love you guys. Kind of, not really. You guys have like unconditional love for me. Like, I, you know, how, like a parent has unconditional love from the kid, but they probably fucking hate their kid. That's like my relationship with you guys. Unconditional love for your support, but I like actually hate most people. I'm kidding. I fucking love you. Subscribe to the channel. Hit the thumbs up button. We'll see you tomorrow on the stream. Catch those springtime vibes all over Arizona. Break out of the winter blues by hitting the water at one of our lake and river parks. Take a hike among the wildflowers. Just make sure to stay on the trails and leave the flowers for the bees. Discover Arizona's best kept secret and visit azstateparks.com slash amazing to start your springtime adventure. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.